Hey, welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, Spirit Stories Edition that I bring to you every Friday. So I always like to tell stories that really inspire you and warm your heart. So it gives you something to think about over the weekend, just raises your vibration up, it might give you hope, might give you a little bit more confidence. However, that may not be the case with these stories that we're going to talk about today. And honestly, I should have posted this and scheduled this for last week when it was Friday the 13th. So I am a week late because we're going to be talking about spooky stories, specifically dreams, specifically sleep paralysis dreams. So I'm going to be sharing a few of my own encounters. But first, if you don't know what sleep paralysis is, is this is when you are sleeping and you basically wake up and your body is frozen. You can't move, you can't talk, you can't scream. You might be trying to scream, but you can't get anything out, okay? So um, that's called frozen dreams. Some people think that it's astral projection, which that is when your body is catching your soul, either entering the body or leaving the body. So Many people suffer with sleep paralysis like all of the time. And I'll be honest with you, okay? I, I have never met anyone in my life that has had sleep paralysis or dreams the way that I have. So I remember my very first sleep paralysis incident. So here we go. Let's get started. Get cozy. We're about to dive in right now. So I was about, I say seven years old, but I was six or seven years old and I was living in Warren, Michigan, if you know where that is. And my mom lived there with, I believe I only had two other siblings living there, uh, my younger brother and my older sister. And for some reason this night, I was not feeling really good. And I decided to sleep out on the couch in the living room and not in the bedroom that I shared with my brother. And then my mom and her boyfriend were in another separate room. And I remember being really sick and I wasn't feeling good. I was sleeping on my back and I was on the couch. And that's when I woke up and it was really, really dark, right? Really, really dark, way darker than I had anticipated. Now there was nothing around in this house. So, you know, when and I opened my eyes, there wasn't any demons or devils or hags and things like that. We'll get into that because a lot of people who experience sleep paralysis notice that. However, I didn't see anything like that, but it scared me. I started screaming and screaming and screaming and yelling for my mom and my mom came out of the room. And she actually came out of the room and went into the kitchen. I think she got something like a glass of water. Meanwhile, I'm screaming at her, help me, help me, help me. I can't move my body. I can't move. And I remember her walking into the kitchen and then she goes right back in the room and totally, completely ignores me. Well, at the time, I guess that my mom ignored me sometimes, you know, and I took this to heart because I was like, why would my mom, you know, why would she do that? I'm, I'm really scared right now. And I eventually fell back to sleep and when I woke up, I was able to move. And as soon as my mom woke up, I just ran to her and I was just like, man, mom, why? Like, why did you not help me when I was screaming for you? You know what I mean? I was screaming for you at the top of my lungs and I couldn't move and all this craziness was happening. And she was like, what are you talking about? She was like, no. She was like, I did come out and I went to the kitchen and stuff, but you were just sitting there sound asleep. She was like, you weren't screaming, Heather. And this kind of freaked me out, you know what I mean, as a, you know, six, seven year old girl and having no idea what in the world happened. 
And so in my life, this happened a few more times. Well, then my stepfather, the one that I call like my stepfather, the one that was part of my life um, the most growing up for years and years and years, he was a part of my life. I would have to say at least, I think my mom and him were married for 15 years or something. But anyways, he comes into my life around 10, 11 years old. And I tell him about this experience. And he tells me about astral projection, which is what I just told you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely don't want my soul leaving my body. And so here I am at a crossroads, not really sure what to do, what is going on with me and like my dreams and these issues that I seem to have sporadically. In fact, I got really, really sick when I was about 13 years old and I ended up in the hospital. It was actually mononucleosis. So have you ever heard of that? That's called the kissing disease. And it's also called the sleeping um, disease as well, because you'll just sleep, 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 and you lose so much weight because because you're sleeping so much. Well, my case got really, really bad. My throat was about to close up. And at any moment, I could have had a tracheotomy to open up my throat and my airways because it was so close to, um, you know, just slamming shut. Basically, they had a tracheotomy kit sitting right there by my bedside. And I was there and I was trying to heal, but I really couldn't because I couldn't sleep. So I went against everything that mono was supposed to be. And I remember waking up several times to doctors, you know what I mean, um, surrounding me, asking me crazy questions and stuff like that, because they were all flabbergasted about my condition, if you will. And so anyways, I am laying there sleeping one day. It was actually during the day I was sleeping. And sure enough, I woke up and I woke up and it was pretty crazy. So I could see my room, my hospital bedroom, just the way that it was. And I could also sense people talking. Oh, there's so many people talking and they were moving around a lot. And it was like a whispering sort of situation. And they were on the other side of my curtain, but some of them were in the hallway and they were making their way into the room, but they didn't really come further into my room so I could see them. I thought this was really, really crazy. And, but now I know that I was, you know, having, you know, what could be actual projection at the time. I didn't know what sleep paralysis was. And I was like, man, this is so crazy. You know, I can't believe I'm having it again. You know what I mean? I, I don't really know what to do. Well, that moment, one of my doctors walked in, right? So there was all that commotion that seemed like it was commotion, but only one person walked into my curtain, you know, or through my curtain, not, 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 not paranormal. You know what I mean? She just walked regularly. She moved the curtain and she came in to check up on me. And I remember looking at her and she was looking at my chart and she was doing all these things. And meanwhile, I'm trying to scream at her. I'm trying to get her attention. I'm trying to move my body and nothing is happening, right? And she finally walks beside my bed and my hand was on my TV. So I'm not sure if you guys know, but back then, you know, we didn't have like plasma screen TVs in the hospitals. We actually had these small little TVs that would move that were on an arm and they were very, very small, maybe, you know, eight, 10, 12 inch, you know, screens at the most and I had my hand on the handle at the bottom that you used to move it and when she moved it it jumped me out of my sleep paralysis and I remember just looking at her and being like oh my god oh my god I'm so happy that you are here you have to tell me what is wrong with me what is going on like I was totally frozen and I could see you and I could hear people talking and all this other stuff and she just looked at me like I was crazy I finally had to stop what I was saying and then just be like, okay, you know, which is a bad dream because I did not want her, you know, putting me on like, you know, psycho pills, making me go into the psych, you know, the psycho ward or anything like that. So I just shut up. 
And so this would continue to happen through me, to me throughout my life, you know, and sometimes they weren't all so pretty. And sometimes there would be things um, around when I would wake up. And I'll tell you the most terrifying one I ever had. Are you ready? Here it is. Me and my friend Taryn would often go to Tennessee with her family on vacation. And on this particular trip to Tennessee, they rented this ginormous house off of this lake. I mean, it was crazy beautiful. And it actually had this long staircase in the back that was made out of wood that led to like the little beach area of the lake. And during the day, we would take out the jet skis. And this place just had such a feeling, like even the waters just had such an ancient feeling. And I remember just loving the outside, but inside the house, I didn't have a good vibe. But the thing is, is that I just, I wasn't good at, you know, knowing how sensitive I was to energies, but the family dynamic that I was surrounding, you know, being surrounded by, it wasn't good. There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of secrets going on between, you know, her parents. And there was a lot of craziness going on in the family. And I know now when I look back, you know, I mean, there was a lot of domestic violence happening even then, right? At the time, I really truly did think that her mom, you know, fell off the boat and broke her foot. But uh, come to find out, that's not what happened if you get my gist, right? So anyways, me and my friend are sleeping in bunk beds. Now, I'm already full of anxiety because I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I didn't have like a real actual bed until I was like 17 years old, you know? And so I have been used to sleeping on the floor with my brothers and sisters in like a living room and stuff. I wasn't used to sleeping in a separate bed. So even when you go over your friend's house, usually you guys are sleeping together, right? Like you're sleeping on the floor next to the bed, or sometimes you guys might share the bed together, you know, but I've never been used to sleeping without someone right next to me. And even at this old of age, I know it sounds crazy, but this was it. So I've already had a lot of anxiety. And then of course I was in a new place. I didn't know it. And then sure enough, I go to sleep and I wake up in sleep paralysis and I am frozen. And as I am laying there, this demon comes up and it has a face that is on fire. It looks like it's a face on fire. And it's nose, if you will, if it had a nose, but basically it was touching mine. That's how incredibly close it was to me. And it's screaming at me. And it is just like frightening the freaking crap out of me. I mean, I couldn't do anything and I was trying to like fight out of it. And there was seriously like nothing I can do. I think that I was so petrified that somehow I might have broken out of it or I just went right back to sleep. I don't, you know, by ignoring it because I've had it for so many years and that was the only thing that I knew that truly helped me get out of it, which would be going to sleep or yeah, basically going to sleep. Never mind. There's some other tips that I'll give you near the end, but at this time all I knew was to go back to sleep, but somehow I managed to get out of it and then I actually sounds really funny, but I took my blanket and my pillow and I laid next to my friend on her bottom bunk. Like, so I was on the floor next to her bottom bunk and I was just like praying that she didn't um, wake up and see me laying on the floor next to her because I'd be incredibly embarrassed. 
So now let's jump forward when I am in my late 20s and I am watching Ghost Hunters. If you remember the original Ghost Hunters on TV where there was um, taps, right? That's what they were called. So I was watching their episodes and that is when I found out about sleep paralysis. Isn't that hilarious? I actually found out about sleep paralysis through Ghost Hunters. It was so funny. Then it just made so much sense because up to this point, I was like, what? I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want my soul to keep on leaving its body. I don't want to keep on going through this. And so then once I realized that sleep paralysis is actually when a chemical goes through your body that usually goes through your body, right? To help you from acting out your dreams, but your consciousness wakes up. So that's what's going on, right? So we go more into detail with this in the dream course. So definitely check the show notes for the link if you want to learn more about that, those specific chemicals and things like that. But however, one thing that I found out about doing all my research with sleep paralysis, and you may have heard me talk about this on Instagram, but is the hag. And so many people, and I, when I mean many, I mean hundreds, hundreds of thousands probably, have seen this hag when they go into sleep paralysis. And I was like, oh my God, I have seen her twice, okay? It was insane. And so I'm going to tell you a story about the hag my first encounter with her. And that was when I was living in Virginia and I was about 17 years old. I was out in my own and I was living with like my son's father. And I remember I was sleeping on the couch and I woke up frozen, right? I'm kind of used to this by now. It happens. <laughs> but all of a sudden there was this hag in the corner of the room. She looked like a witch. She had like that nose. I think she might have had the warts. You know what I mean? I don't really know. But the stereotypical witch that you hear about from like a long time ago. And she was there. And she was just like taunting me with her like fingers and you know what I mean she was throwing things at me and she was laughing at me and she was just going off about how I couldn't do anything to you know stop her and that I was frozen and I mean I was so petrified up to that point I hadn't had the demon one yet oh no I did have the demon one so yeah this was the next level I was like oh my god like I can't even like seriously I can't even and I remember I did not see her again for many years well now you might have heard me talk about this I was teaching a dream course right in person a dream workshop if you will and in that class someone asked me they're like wow don't you feel like it's really strange that so many people all over the world said they've seen the hag like, that's kind of weird. How are all these people having this experience? So I did a little deep dive and guess what? It is crazy. But there is folklore out there that says that this hag is known for, you know, going through dimensions and things like this to be able to scare people who are having this kind of nightmare. And so I kept on digging in more and more and more deeper to when I realized that my stepfather wasn't necessarily wrong. It is also astral projection. In fact, sleep paralysis can help you get into astral projection because you are kind of disconnected from your body. But when you are seeing things that are in your room, when you have sleep paralysis, they're not always hallucinations, okay? They teach you that it might be. And believe me, it's more comforting to think that they are hallucinations, right? But 
They're actually what's on the astral plane. So think about the astral plane as a place where ghosts live, okay? This is the reason why that you might not be able to see them. This is where earthbounds live, you know, earthbounds are spirits that are attached to the world, you know, to this world, right? Our past loved ones have went through the astral plane onto the other side, okay? So think of the astral plane almost like a bridge. And so whatever you see there is what's on the astral plane. So basically, whatever you're seeing may be real. It may be what you can't see during your waking life. I do not mean to scare you. Definitely reach out to me if it does scare you. But this is making complete sense. Now, listen to my rationale. All right. So I seen that demon in a place where there was a lot of violence going on. Okay. It did not feel good inside of that house. God knows what happened inside of that house, right? Because we were also renting it. So many, many things could have happened. All right. Think about the first time I saw the hag, I was living with my son's father who had a, there was a lot of violence going around, right? Like he was very abusive, things like that was happening. All right. And then you think about when I was little, when I was seven years old and had it, there was nothing there right? There was nothing there because there wasn't a whole bunch of violence happening around that. You know, there was no reason for bad entities to be in that area. So think about this, bad entities, so bad spirits, you know, things like that. They're only going to be drawn to you if you have a lot of negative things going on that they like. Does that make sense? Because like attracts like. So they're going to be around people who have addictions, who are alcoholics, where there's violence and abuse and stuff like that. But you don't see them hanging out with people for the most part, you know what I mean, who are happy-go-lucky and they're doing really good. A lot of times demons don't hang out there because they can't get their, you know, their fix, if you will. But then you think about the hospital stay. And I was hearing commotions, you know what I mean, outside, a lot of people talking. Could that have been people who have passed on that or that are still like hanging out with their family and things like that because there was no one else over there so when I woke up in the hospital there was only the doctor and me I didn't have a roommate at the time and I didn't hear it when I woke up so could that have been me hearing like other people's past loved ones walking in the hallway you know what I mean because you know they're wanting to be there for the loved ones you know what I mean who are mourning their passing and stuff like that think about that isn't that kind of crazy and so I don't want to scare you to, you know, to the extreme or anything else like that. You know, that's why, you know, saying protection spells, if you will, protection prayers before you go to bed at night is really, really going to help you. Okay. Because you are allowed to say who is allowed inside of your space, whether they're physical beings or not, you know, so we have to keep up our spiritual boundaries, our energetic boundaries with those spirits um, that might be around us. And this could be our past loved ones, even keeping us up at night. So with all my experience in the spiritual realm, I will have to tell you this, that 99% of the time, if you have a paranormal experience, it is not like a demon or anything like that. It's nothing bad. It's usually past loved ones trying to reach out to you and trying to say hi. So hopefully that comforts your heart a little bit. So now you might've heard some of my tips with sleep paralysis, but I want to tell you a few of them again. Okay. So one of them is, is sleeping on your back. One thing Every single one of the sleep paralysis that I'm telling you about happened while sleeping on my back and I am a big back sleeper, okay? So some nights when I'm not feeling like having sleep paralysis, then I'll go ahead and I'll turn over on my side. But just know that 
definitely like uh, will really help if you can get off your back, okay? The second thing too is a lot of people have success. I have never actually tried it, but you pray, you say, hey God, Jesus, whoever you believe in, please help release me back into my body. And a lot of times that helps. Another one that's gonna be very helpful if you ever get sleep paralysis, um, is going to be if you're sleeping with someone, change your breath <laughs> to see if you can get them to wake up and then they can touch you. And as soon as um, someone touches you, you wake up. So this is a technique I use with my husband now. Um, I actually just tried it. When was it last week or week before last when I had some sleep paralysis? Well, I shouldn't have sleep paralysis. I was having a dream I wanted to get out of and I couldn't wake myself up. So I did that. So he woke me up. So I guess it could happen even when you're not in uh, sleep paralysis. You can just change your breathing if you realize that you are actually dreaming and you want to be awake <laughs> so you can do that and someone can touch you so that's a really helpful thing if you're not sleeping with someone then definitely making sure that you decrease your stress in your life because a lot of it is brought on by stress when I look back on my sleep paralysis though I don't see a connection with stress but there might be a connection with you so making sure that you are you know doing what you can to minimize it okay so I want you to know that I'm here for you. Okay, so if you've had sleep paralysis and I freaked you out, definitely reach out to me, heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com. I want to be here for you. If you actually want to learn how to actual project from sleep paralysis, then definitely reach out to me because I feel like the dream course is going to be something that you will love and you will have a guide like me who has been to the astral plane before because it can be a lot of fun because you can visit people and things like that and you can totally freak them out. It's a lot of fun um, and you can be flying and the flying will be real. It won't be like it's in a lucid dream. So definitely if you want to try that out or if it fascinates you at all then definitely reach out to me because I can teach you how to do that um, and then the dream master class I do teach that so I give you all the tips and tricks and then we do dream circles where I will help you with your progress so if that's something you want to do I will work with you um, each night and we will get you set up so that you can have that experience now don't fall for people who say oh pay me 20 bucks and I'll teach you you know we'll actual project no talk to any person who truly actual projects that that is not possible. It's a skill. You have to learn it, okay? And it can take some time, you know, especially if you have any fears around it. And it can be very scary because um, astral projection, you're actually leaving your body, okay? So definitely keep in touch with me, all right? And I hope these stories didn't scare you. Go back and listen to one of my other podcasts if you need a palate cleanser, that kind of stuff. But I hope you have a spooky Friday night because that's what me and my husband do. Every Friday night, we have a fright night where we listen to spooky stories and we have dinner by candlelight. And it's a lot of fun. It's like a date night that you can do even with the family as well that doesn't break the bank. And it's actually a really good time. So maybe you can try that out, okay? All right. Well, I love you and I will see you on Monday with a divine forecast, which is spirit messages and spirit guidance for the week. Talk to see you then.